Hello, and welcome to the Homeschool Conversations Africa podcast. Here, we discuss homeschooling from the African perspective and the unique challenges that come with it. If you're considering homeschooling, we hope to inspire you as you take this bold step. If you're already a homeschooler, we are here to share encouragement for this wonderful journey we are on to educate our children in the best way we can. We are your hosts, Jifa Andam and Carissa Nete Marvel. Let's dive right into today's conversation. Previously on Homeschool Conversations Africa. I'm excited today to introduce our guest, um, a dear friend of mine, Mrs. Ali Pedawitz. Ali and her family are American missionaries who've lived in Ghana for the past 14 years. Mm. Um, she's a veteran homeschooler. And I got to meet Ali when I first joined the Accra Homeschool Group a few years ago. I don't think a long school day is what we need. We don't need to mirror what's happening in a traditional classroom. And we should oh, be- but thinking. that's so difficult, isn't it, Ali? Yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe not for you, but for me, it's so hard. I find that I have to fight this battle every day because I want them lined up and at their seats and working, okay, what's the next subject? <laughs> Drill master, let's go, let's go. Remember that that's your need and it's not necessarily theirs. And mm. I do that I do that too. And I say that's another thing that comes and goes with how strict I'm going to be about it. Mm. Um, but honestly, we have reached points in our school where none of us were wanting to do school. Like the kids and I, we woke up each morning and we dreaded it. Mm. And that's not how I want it to be either. So we've had to make changes. Um, I've had to make changes. Um, along the way to make sure that, yeah, we have to do our work. It's not always that we enjoy it, but I didn't want to dread it every day. So um, you've told us a bit about your homeschool day. Well, you've told us a lot about your homeschool day, but um, can you talk about the things that you love about homeschooling or your children love the most about homeschooling? Um, and just tagging on to that, I know that you're really good at um, these enrichment type activities. Um, I know that's one thing that I don't do so well. Again, back to the school thing. <laughs> Let's get these books. <laughs> Let's get these books done. So I just want you to share with us um, some of those things that you do, you know, encourage us, give us ideas um, of those things. Well, as far as what uh, the kids and I, love about homeschooling it, it it's actually just we like learning and exploring together um i my younger two kids hope that they get to homeschool always i think i think if they could homeschool college they they would i'm not on board for that <laughs> but um there's there there's lots of safety and security in it and they they get to plan their day. They get to decide what I do first and what I do second and what I do last. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of um, ownership in that. You know, mm -hmm. the comment has been made, if I go to school, I have to do what they tell me. If I stay home, I get to choose what I do. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, that's only true to some extent. They still have to do the, the nuts and bolts of the day. But if they're struggling with something, it has been very comforting for my kids to know that they can spend 
a few days or a week on a concept to do better mm. at it rather than know that they only have one chance and then they have to move on. Yeah. Um, that has been really comforting to my kids. And for me too, um, to know that, okay, so if we say our school year ends at the end of May, that's fine. But if we need more time, we can take it. Or mm. if we want to end sooner, we can end <laughs> sooner, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that we, within certain limits, we do have a lot of flexibility and choice. Um, and that is really uh, kind of freeing and empowering at the yeah. same time. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really wonderful. I like the part that you talked about, allowing them to kind of own their, yeah. you know, their day. And I know your kids are older now, but I, I don't think you just started. And I think that that's something that as homeschoolers, we should think of doing more often instead of just giving them, you know, if you allow, with anything really, if people feel like they have buy-in, they're more <laughs> likely to to do it and to enjoy it uh, better. So that, that's, that's good encouragement. I'll be sure to do more of that. Um, yeah. Yes. So as far as just some of the maybe extra things that we do, the enrichment things. And I want to have this word of caution. These can really take over your day. And so mm -hmm. it is, again, about finding the balance. And I will tell you what I have learned. Um, a lot of the enrichment things we did, they have been requirements at one time or another of my kids, um, mm -hmm. that they were required to do some of these things. And maybe it was once or twice a week but then after a time when it became something that um they they became better at then it became an option so i introduced something and we practiced and practiced and practiced it whether it was an everyday thing or a once or twice a week thing and then when it got to be that i knew it's something that they could just do on their own um, mm -hmm. then it became optional so they learned the skill and we did it together. And then it's like, okay, well, if you finish with your work, some days actually my kids can get their work done even before noon. And if that's the case, then, then they have this choice of all these things that they can work on um, throughout the day. So some of the things that we've done over the years, um, there's a company which I love, it's, it's US based called the Critical Thinking Company. And they yeah. make all different kinds of workbooks that are just different skill builders for, for logic and critical thinking. Um, so I've pulled a few different levels of some of their, their mind and mind puzzles that they have. And those were something that they, my kids had to do twice a week. They had to do whatever book it was that I had for them. Mm. And that's something that has now become something that they do. It's really for fun. Hey mom, mm. can I do a mind benders puzzle? Hey mom, can I do an analogies? So yeah. it went from something that was required to something that they they get to choose from in the end. Um, and Ali, we're going to ask you for the maybe the website because I'm sure mm -hmm. people would people want would to know to <laughs> where to find these. <laughs> yes. So sure. we'll we'll ask Ali and we'll put the information down for you so you sure. can have it. Some other things that we've done is especially approaching Christmas time is I really um, cut back on our our core curriculum and we focus on um, making gifts for our family and our friends. I found that kids oh, really need so to be, sweet. 
they need to be taught how to give gifts. Um, mm. Right? When they start out, they'll come bring you a dead flower or even a dead frog, right? <laughs> Here, mom, I found this for you. And and that's great when they're three, but but by the time they're a little bit older, you know, I wanted to teach my kids, okay, we think about the other person and what does yeah. that person like? And then we think about what we have. So is it going to be a, a gift that we purchase? Is it going to be a gift that we make? And so, you know, when their hands were littler, we did things together. Maybe we baked cookies to give to somebody as a gift. Yeah. Um, one time we worked all together as a family. Everybody made um, an ornament out of felt. And oh. we, it was a themed gift about the fruits of the spirit and everybody made a fruit of the spirit out of felt. And we gave that as a gift to a friend to decorate their Christmas tree. Oh, so that's um, nice. my kids have learned sewing and crafting and knitting skills just because we kind of take a break and we make that our focus as part mm. of our school. Mm. We have um, spent time in the kitchen learning how to how to use all the different kinds of knives properly, how to cut and prepare fruits and vegetables, how to cook rice. Um, wow. Most importantly, how to clean up. We're still working on that. <laughs> I remember I, I remember there was a time where the kids were cooking dinner like one yes. day a week or something. That was wonderful. I would like that. Yes. <laughs> and it's a lot of work you in the very beginning but it pays off in the end so mm. each kid chose one meal only one and they made that meal it was actually every other week because it got too much for me it was every <laughs> other week. and and they got to pick it so then by by the third time they've made this meal they can do it on their own yeah. and so just ah, that's on, smart so it's the same meal the same meal okay, so they just yeah. keep practicing, practicing, and ah, practicing. that yes. makes a lot of sense yeah. Yes. And then from that, they learn things like measuring and reading a recipe. Mm -hmm. I mean, my youngest was making spaghetti sauce from scratch because that was the meal she chose. So we were mm -hmm. talking about, okay, we need to get the tomatoes and the onions and the garlic and we need to yeah. grind them and cook them. So it, you know, it wasn't just opening a can of something and heating mm -hmm. it Dumping up on the stove. <laughs> Yeah. Like, can you imagine even stretching that into like grocery shopping, going to the, or going to the market to pick out the ingredients, knowing like mm -hmm. where to find what and all of that. That's, yeah. I think cooking is actually should be like a whole uh, lesson on its own. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. All these and life skills. Exactly. And actually for that one, I outsourced it. I bought an online kitchen um, cooking class for kids mm -hmm. and then that way it didn't have to be me mm -hmm. saying oh you have to clean this up it was <laughs> Mrs. Kimball <laughs> <laughs> and I would say oh Mrs. Kimball told you you have to clean up after yourself <laughs> so we and that I think is really is really great to to outsource mm -hmm. some of those things yeah that's um, nice I think just a couple of things that we've been doing recently is um I found some news sites that work well for kids. They they aren't as as biased as some of the other ones, and they kind of just get down to the you know the most important facts. Um, and our kids were again required in the beginning to to read the news, um, and they had to write a couple sentences about what they read. And that was three times a week that I required that. And then. Um, my son would read the news for hours and hours. I found he really, really liked that. Wow. So then I didn't require it anymore. And he still checks the news and he talks to me about, oh, 
you know, this was the, the anniversary of the tsunami in Japan. And, oh, I heard mm -hmm. this happen. And so then it really opens up conversations. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's really good. And it's, it's an important uh, skill to have mm -hmm. read the news, discuss it, analyze it. I guess you can talk about it as a family. And it's, it's just a nice way to introduce some topics that you otherwise might not, might not talk about. That's right. great. I think it's really hard to talk to kids about world events and mm -hmm. sometimes having kind of a new, a neutral way to do that. So if he mm -hmm. sees a headline um, and it can spark a conversation and then we can talk about, you know, well, some people say this and then mm -hmm. some people say this and we can kind mm -hmm. of talk about both sides about it. And maybe mm -hmm. then our kids can also start to determine, okay, but where would I be on this, mm -hmm. on this spectrum? Mm -hmm. Very um, and start developing those skills. Mm. So that's a, a thing that we are doing currently is, you know, current events. And another thing I'm really working on is playing more games. Mm. Um, that's fun. I, <laughs> yes, it's fun, but there are, there are skills being built, yeah. um, you know, beyond just learning how to be a good winner or a good loser. <laughs> <laughs> right? And we and have some strategies. sour losers. <laughs> Tell me about it and sometimes I'm one of them <laughs> but there's skills to be built like, you know strategy yes. um, there's always something with math in there somehow mm -hmm. yeah. and so my kids they're actually are even though we've been doing this for a while when I say well, why don't we play a game they get this look of surprise like we're allowed to do that <laughs> oh. <laughs> is that in the school day Yes, well, absolutely. Is it's in oh. the school. Oh, my kids would love, they would love that. And then they want it every day. Every day. <laughs> and what is wrong with that? There is nothing wrong with that. And you can even, you can even be very specific about choosing your games because you want mm. it to build a skill. Mm. Um, and you can be hands-off, right? Sometimes I need to be hands-off. I need to let them learn things without me orchestrating it mm. for their benefit and for mine. I cannot <laughs> Put all that energy into it all the time so there's um there's a game called quicks it's a dice game and it involves lots of math and you need to have color recognition in there as well and mm. it's a fast game you can play it in maybe about 20 minutes um okay and so sometimes i play with my kids and sometimes they play on their own uh, there are even one player games and they tend to be more logic based games mm. but mm. then they can, if they're done with their work and you don't want them disrupting a, a sibling, they can play a one player game. Mm, so sometimes I'll set out yeah. games in the morning. I'll just set them out on the table and hope that they notice and say, oh, mm -hmm. I want to play this game. Oh, um, that's and sometimes fun. they don't, sometimes they don't play games either. Mm -hmm. um, Currently my games are hidden in a... <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> I, I give them hope because I've bought like three monopolies because all the pieces get yeah, <laughs> you know <laughs> everything is missing yeah. Okay. yeah but yes yes I'm, I'm so encouraged I'm so encouraged you know hearing all of this uh, I think I, I wonder if my kids are listening they'll say hey mom I'm sure people listening are, uh, you know, taking notes mm -hmm. and 
pregnancy in ways because these things are important. These are these are the things that the children will remember truly, mm-hmm. not what they did in math. <laughs> you know, <laughs> these is, is these wonderful times together. Mm-hmm. That's that's what will stick with them. Yes, the other things are important, but these are the ones that stick with you and you remember all your life. You know, and build those relationships. So they are very important. Thank you. Thanks for sharing on, on those. Any more? We are still taking notes. We can mm-hmm. <laughs> as many as you can give us. <laughs> yes, there are definitely more. Um, I've done things where we're doing vocabulary building. Again, that would have been something from a workbook. Um, and we've done typing practice where my mm-hmm. kids have gotten pretty good at typing. And that's a, a very necessary skill. I should say that we are not a family that... Um, just allows our kids to use devices and the internet freely. We've been pretty conservative with that. So even though, you know, kids are texting and everything, that's, that's something that my kids aren't really into, but typing is a skill um, that is very necessary um, in our digital age. So they've been doing that um, coding. They've been working on coding in the past. We've done some things with robotics as well. And those are the things where I ask my husband to be involved. Sometimes, sometimes it's his idea anyway, but if it's a situation where mom is the primary person in charge of homeschooling, it's really nice to try to find ways for dad to be involved that, that, you know, he gets to choose too. And these are ways that my husband has really enjoyed being part of our homeschool and interacting with our kids too. Mm-hmm. That's so true. That's so true. And another way is is what you had mentioned earlier about um, like listening to audiobooks together. We just started mm-hmm. doing that with everybody because you know we, prior to COVID, Paul would be at work most days of the week but now he gets to work from home a couple of days and on those days we listen to an audiobook together it's kind Mm. of nice to have that one thing that we can all talk about you know yeah um so that's that's always nice exactly and i think as homeschoolers if we're all together all the time sometimes you you don't have something to talk about you know if we were Mm -hmm. going to school and work all day and our only meal together was supper then that family time is is extremely valuable for conversation about what your day was like but Mm -hmm. when we're together especially my family actually my husband works from home when he's not traveling and so we are together for all three meals so breakfast we're still waking up lunch we're listening to something and dinner sometimes we listen to something else and we um we vary it with nonfiction and fiction um in the evening, actually, as a family, I don't know if you've heard of the Enneagram, the personality, um, uh, I don't want to call it a yes. test, but there's yes. personality types. So we're listening to a book about personality types. And so my kids are like, ooh, I think I might be this. <laughs> you know? So, oh, that sounds really, like fun. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun to have the conversations with, with our kids and just also for them to hear from us, I think it kind of levels the playing field between adult and kid when you listen to a book together and mm. you get to react mm-hmm. together. Yes, yes, yes. Wow, lots of lots of wonderful oh, ideas for, for <laughs> all of us. <laughs> yes, uh, thank you so much, Ali, for those. Um, 
uh, I guess now let's talk about some challenges <laughs> that you've had. Because <laughs> we all know it's not it's not all perfect. It's not all good. That's just life. That's just the reality. And we're not going to lie to anyone. So what about those challenges? Can you share some of them and how you dealt with them? And I'm very curious to like hear about your experience being a missionary in Ghana. You know, we also have our own quirks as a country. So I'm really curious to know how you <laughs> navigated that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I've been here long enough. Um, she I, might I as well be Ghanaian. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I do know I went through culture shock when I moved from the north to the big city, oh. and um, and I think that was surprising. I know I know talking to Jifa and then our our mutual friend, friend Leticia when I would mention things, she's like, "Oh, Ali, you are a Ghanaian." <laughs> it was you know that that was really hard, but I um I was much younger when I came, and I think it's. It's just how I've, I've kind of grown and matured as an adult, just knowing and adapting that I don't even know what I've done. Um, I mm. love Ghana and I could not have said that 14 years ago, but I, I love it here. And I, I don't, nice I don't know <laughs> that I recognize the quirks as much as just knowing that that's just what, yeah. what life is like. Life I'm Ghana, a pretty quirky but... person as it is. I <laughs> Right, right, Jiva? I'm a pretty person, so I feel like I can just, I can just roll with it a little bit. Um, yeah, but yeah. yeah, I think, I think, but adjusting to the culture has been has contributed to some of the homeschooling challenges because, mm. um, you know, there are so many things that happen that are unexpected. Things take an entire day when you think that they should take maybe yeah. an hour. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and that would not be the case in the U.S. However, the benefit for me is that we came, like I said, my oldest was a baby, and then we had our other two kids. So it's really what I've known as the mom. It's I've not experienced long-term life in the U.S. as a as an adult. I mean, granted, I grew I grew up there, but um, being the one in in charge of a household, I never did that in the U.S. Um, I established my household here, here. Um, and and learned how to do that here. Um, and, the, and the children have all grown up yeah, in Ghana, yeah. really. Yes. Yeah, they really have. Um, they don't they don't know any other life. I would say, you know, outside of that, the challenges for homeschooling are when I just try to make sure that I am pushing to make sure we get everything accomplished, whether it's within the scope of one day or a week. Yeah or even an entire year. And I forget that my kids need to take some things at their own pace, um, or we need a different approach. Mm -hmm. Or I keep thinking we're not doing enough. We're not doing enough. And so some of these enrichment things that I've done, we ran into a big issue where I just kept piling them on. <laughs> and I would say things like, oh, but you know, that logic workbook that I gave you, you only have to do that twice a week. And the response would be, yes. And then on the other three days of the week, you have me doing these things. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we really did step back and just look at the very basics. What do we need to do that are the very basics? And then I made a separate list of all of those things that they can do 
if they finish early. Now, as I said, we try to be done with the, you know, the, the heavy topics by about noon. Mm -hmm. So when I say finish early, it's, are you finished with your math, science, history, your language arts, you know, that kind of whole thing. Mm -hmm. And it's not lunchtime yet. And if so, then you need to pick one of these things to do. And yes, Jifa, right now that includes playing a game (laughs) as part of your school day. Um, Or, you know, or reading, reading the news or doing, um, Khan Academy has become very popular for doing, that's a free Mm -hmm. online website for, they started with math, but they've got lots of other topics. And so you can just pick a topic to watch a video on and do some practice on. So even, even those types of things have become extras. Um, I have certainly been bogged down in managing a toddler while I'm trying to teach, you know, other children (laughs) and, and you wonder, you know, (laughs) you wonder, did I get anything done today? And that's how we measure our days, right? Like, what did I accomplish today? But sometimes you have to measure your day in the fact that everybody is still alive and they're in bed now (laughs) and you made it too. (laughs) And, and sometimes that's how you measure a successful day. It's like, Everybody is still alive. Everybody made it. <laughs> everybody made it, including me. Um, so I think we have to adjust our expectations for what, what is successful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think one of my biggest challenges going along with trying to fit too much in a day, I made, um, we call it a seat work chart, but it's it's just a grid chart for the whole week. And it lays out what I hope my kids will accomplish each day. Um, not necessarily completely on their own. Some of it is with my help, but then we can look at the week um, and we can make adjustments as we go on. And my kids now will say to me, mom, I don't think I can do all this today. So can I, mm. and then they bring, they br- bring a proposal of what can we adjust? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's been working really well. They have mm-hmm. seen what they're able to do. And they have seen that if they can come to me with a solution, it's probably going to be a yes. And saying mm. yes, it's such a good thing as a parent. Mm. So, so often, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you can find what you can say yes to. I think that helps yeah. everybody. Mm. Yeah. And wow. And now I, mean, I feel on. like. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just like, I just feel like you talk about this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we should we should have Ali back to talk about just this thing <laughs> and this other thing. <laughs> Anyway, go ahead, Ali. Go ahead. Don't mind me. <laughs> oh no, it's it's great. I'm excited. I'm excited to be talking too. I think there's just so many different like different branches of conversation that we could yeah. easily have. Yes. My kids and I are at that point now where on Fridays, um, before our day is over, then we sit down together and we plan the next week. That's something that I started instituting because it was really a burden for me. I'd find myself on Sunday afternoons laying out all my books and having their grid charts in front of me and trying to plot it out. And I'm thinking, you know what? I've been doing this for so many years. My Uh, kids think that everything just magically pops up in front of them on Sunday morning. (laughs) And so now, because I was feeling so weighed down with that task, now on Fridays before we finish our day, we all sit down together. And you know about half to three quarters of that chart, they can fill in themselves. Mm. So the burden is really lifted from me 
um, and we get to we get to kind of see you know some of their time management and their planning mm-hmm. skills mm-hmm. as well. Yes, that's, that's it's really so, great that you so have cool. them taking up like that responsibility of knowing how to manage your own time and your planning and your responsibilities. It's, it's a really good thing. Yeah, but let's remember, it took me this long to get there, right? Yes. <laughs> 14, 14 years, I didn't start with my one-year-old and say, okay, put out your week. No, we started with my one and two and three-year-old. I gave them a box of buttons and they sorted buttons or they sorted mm-hmm. beads, you know? That's mm-hmm. where we started out with. And now, yeah. my friend, uh, don't long need me to long tell road, them to sort yeah. buttons. <laughs> yes, all moms be encouraged. One day you get day. here. <laughs> One yeah. day or maybe some people will find it easier in the beginning and harder at the end. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's just going to be different for everybody. That's true. That's true. Um, Ali, so what what are some of the things that you do to relax or um, rejuvenate yourself as mom, as a worker, as a homeschooler, wearing all the different hats that you do. Yeah, what do you do? What are some of the things that you do? I really, um, I really like having conversations with other moms. I mean, when when we're done talking today, I will be so energized. <laughs> I think you and Jafar are similar then. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so, I do have um, in another close friend that we will go and have coffee together, you know, hopefully once a week with COVID, that's been kind of hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any problems just sitting in a spot and staring at the wall for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that is fine with me. Sometimes I just need those few minutes and maybe eating a bite of dark chocolate to... Mm-hmm. We know nice. that the world is an okay place and I'm going to be all right. Um, going for a walk, you know, just that little bit of exercise, I think, re- releases some of the stress and the tension mm-hmm. um, that that builds up, certainly, from day to day. Yes, and these are all very easy things to do, yeah. you know, and they are so necessary, so necessary. You're locking yourself in the bathroom and not coming out <laughs> for half an hour. your first special time <laughs> and another friend of mine she takes tea and chocolate in there <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's a reason to install the ac in the bathroom <laughs> you know <laughs> um ali have you also had challenges getting curriculum into the country maybe how how have you what solution have you found for that yeah, I feel like I have amassed a, quite a library of resources because we've been here so long. We've actually benefited from so many people leaving, which sounds <laughs> terrible, but people are coming and going all the time. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the end, they don't know what to do with things. And so, well, Allie will take it. <laughs> <laughs> and actually during, during this time of COVID, that really, really benefited me mm-hmm. because Ghana's borders were closed. There was yes, no travel was no happening. Travel. Um, and I was relying on my husband who does travel actually quite a bit. That's normally mm-hmm. how we get our things. I was okay. relying on him to bring some things in, but I have had enough things on my shelf that we actually pulled stuff out that we did when my kids were younger, mm-hmm. but now they're getting different things out of them. Out because of it. 
So mm-hmm. I just recycled some of the things that we did. Yeah. Um, we do have Good a homeschooling idea. group here in Accra that we can share resources with. Mm. And now the way the internet is and mm. the way you can just download things, mm. I I feel like now at the touch of a button, you can have an you entire have, yes. curriculum, you know, downloaded or printed or, or whatever, mm. more so than in the past. But even when my kids were really little, um, I would collect any books I could, no matter if they were for little kids or older mm. kids, because it was just a precious resource and yeah, you didn't know when you would get when the next find books. It, yeah. That's yeah. True. So uh, some books that I have now I've had for my entire, you know, 14 years. And just mm. now my kids are old enough to, to open to them read. and read. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a yeah. good point. I mean, it's typical and especially in Ghana, you go to a shop, you find something really good. And then the next day you're like, Oh, I'll get to the next day. And then <laughs> by the time you go, it's no longer there. So I guess that's, that's right. a good point. Okay. Um, so do you, do you have your, do you have a home, a home library? I'm guessing by now it's extensive. It's extensive. And we're actually <laughs> now working to the point of trying to find those little kid books and maybe pass them on to the mm. next person. But yes, um, my books could take over my, my <laughs> life. Um, yeah, I, I think I have about 1,200 kids' books at my house right now. Wow. Um, wow. I used to catalog them. Start a library. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, come on over. Come on over. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, okay. Um, I guess we're just about wrapping up with this interview. Maybe we would have to have you come back again to do a part two or part three or four, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so many different uh things we could pick up on mm-hmm. I, I would love to yeah i would love to yeah um so would you do you have any advice for new homeschoolers and um your fellow homeschoolers who've been doing this for a while now i think um some of this is is recapping a little bit of what i've said is you know you don't have to do every school subject all at once. Hmm. You can pick and choose, you know, there's a season for, for everything. Maybe you heavily focus on science for a few months and then you heavily focus on history for a few months. And hmm. um, maybe that's all you're, you're able to do. And to do everything within one day can feel quite daunting. Um, I'd say don't be afraid. If something's not working, don't be afraid to stop hmm. doing it and figure out what it is that you would really like to do. You don't have to check off a box. You don't have to do all the pages in a book. Um, mm, I think personality, you know, counts <laughs> a lot here. As to, whether, a as, to, as to whether that gets done or not, you know? You know what? Then you have to get that book out of your house so that you don't see it and you don't think you never finished it. You have to get you it know? out of your house. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah and I think um like I said something can be done just just for a season Uh, another friend of mine she always said just 15 minutes and I loved that she's like just do something for 15 minutes so don't don't dwell on it for hours and hours just Mm. try to do a few things for a short amount of time throughout your day and that was I really took that to heart especially when things were 
a struggle for my kids. I'm like, you know what, let's just do this for 15 minutes and then we'll stop and we'll try it again tomorrow. Mm. And, and then little by little, we were able to do more than 15 minutes, but that was really freeing for me. We don't have to hammer it into our kids' heads. Mm. Just do that a is, little bit. Uh, I, I must, I must take that advice to her because when we Oh, where we've had like three hour math days, you know, and I always feel like I've we must just finish this. <laughs> and then at the end, like I'm exhausted, she's exhausted. It's just a bad day. <laughs> yes. So I, I, I will do that just at the time. And yes, another day. I mean, I keep having to remind myself why, why are you homeschooling? Mm. You're homeschooling because of the great flexibility gives yeah. you. That's one of the biggest reasons. So take advantage of that, you know, <laughs> use it. <laughs> yeah. And we're fostering a love of learning. Yes. We're not fostering mm, not... a need to accomplish things. Mm. A love mm. of learning will mm. serve them so much better in life than knowing they finished a book. Mm, so true. Yeah, I think so I'll true. I'll listen to this podcast like once <laughs> once a month after this, <laughs> just to remind <laughs> remind myself of these things. Oh, Ali, is there anything else? Any you know thing else you'd like to share with our listeners? It's been wonderful, really. I mean, we could go on and on, yeah. <laughs> but I guess we have to stop somewhere. You have a life to live, <laughs> so you have to get you go. Yeah. Um, I think um, just get started. Just pick something and just get started and see where it leads you. Um, yeah, and grow and change along with your kids. You don't have to start out one way and only only stick that way. Um, homeschooling, I think, can be such a great thing for families. Um, and maybe to throw this one thing in here at the end, you know, and it's also not for everybody. My oldest daughter now does go to school. And that was a decision we made with her as a family. And we just decided this is not the right thing for her anymore. Mm -hmm. And we started sending her to school and that is okay too. Like yes. my worth and my value is not wrapped up in whether homeschooling works for her or not. Mm -hmm. Now we are all so happy. She's mm -hmm. happy. We're happy. Yeah. And my younger two are still homeschooling. So mm. um, not to start a, a new topic, I just also want to say, you know, it's okay if it if you think you're homeschooling for life and it's not that way, that's also okay. Uh, you, have to, uh, you have to treat each kid as an individual and decide uh, what is the right thing at the right time. Uh, that That is such wonderful advice. Such great words of wisdom. I told you she was like... <laughs> Oh, thank you so thank you much, Ali. Yes, My for making pleasure. the time to come and talk to us. Yes, I'm sure our listeners have benefited greatly, and we will do well to get um, the links, all the links, all the, the information <laughs> for all the different resources um, Ali referred to when she was talking. But thank you, guys, once thank again you, for yeah. joining us. Thanks all for tuning in. Another yes hour or so has passed. <laughs> We're just having fun. Yes, thank you all. And see you on another episode. God bless you.